0: Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't going to tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. I have a confession to make about myself that um, I talk about bucking horses quite a bit because it was a big part of my life, and one of the things about bucking horses is... You gotta ride a lot of them before you get the hang of it. I was the one,
1: does anybody remember the first time they got bucked off? I'm not talking about falling off. And, and there's nothing wrong with falling off. I mean, I've fallen off too. But I'm talking, and I'm not talking about, you know, when it's running along and, you know, makes a hard cut and you fall off like a sack of taters. I'm talking about actually bucked off. I remember the very first time I was bucked off. If I would have known that it would have continued for 49 years in a row before I rode one, I might have never got back on. But I was a, I was a little old kid. I was about this big, and I was on a horse called Ajax. I think my dad went to an insane asylum for equines and found him. They said he was a kid horse. My old gullible dad, oh, that's great. My kid needs a horse. How much do you want for it? We'll pay you $38 to take it. Great. Son, I bought you a horse. You're going to interrupt the play day on it this coming Saturday. We're going to interrupt you in the barrels and the poles and the flag race and the grease pig and I didn't make it past the barrel race. I got on O. Ajax and, you know, I had, does anybody else have one of those old kid saddles that had the silver horn on it? You know what I'm talking about? It didn't have no leather over it and everything. Old legs about this short. Anyway, I get on O. Ajax and, I get out there, and I kind of warm him up and everything. And then we get out there to go to the uh, to the barrel, and I'm sitting there, and they're like, whenever you're ready. And there was a guy named Tommy Holt. He was flagging why I remember that. I have no, well, I do know why I'll tell you in a minute. Anyway, so here I go, wah, 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 and I come to the first barrel, and I turn around that barrel, and I go to the second barrel, and I turn around that barrel, and I whoop it to the third barrel, and then I hear everybody start clapping and screaming, and he's coming home a yard dart <laughs> I flew so high in the air, Of course I wasn't very big back then, you know. I've gained a little weight in the four years since this happened, and uh, you know, I was flying up like this, and I just remember thinking, there's nothing I can do about this. And so I decided to watch my horse, which was next to me, about where that speaker stand is, and me and him were both in the air. The getting
0: didn't bo- hurt that bad.
1: Hitting the ground however is a different story. Take you a garden hoe. Stick it in the arena and run forward with it. And that's what I did with my head in that arena. I plowed out, I plowed up nine cans of dirt. I still, I still find remnants of that, that buck off in my britches every now and then. And I'll never forget, I stood up and here comes my dad. He's a running out there. And what's the first thing he does? He runs right past me and jumps on Ajax and goes to whooping on him. You want to buck my son off? I'm like, I'm fine, dad. Don't worry about me. I appreciate my Maddie protector. It was Tommy Holt that came and got me. You know, my, my daughter posted something on Facebook the other day. It was a picture. There was a picture up here and a picture right below it. And it had this picture and it said, other people's dads. And it had this little kid in a uniform and the dad's lifting him up and he said, you played great, son. And then it said, my dad. And it was Will Farrell and he's like, get up, you suck. Now you know where I get it, honey. Now you know where I get it. But anyway, Tommy Holt comes running out there while Dad's a whopping on the horse over here. Tommy Holt runs out there and picks me up and sets me down and he said, You scored a 79.
0: I said, I think I did a lot better than that.
1: He said, Well, you did, but you kind of, you got bucked off a little early, son. We just gave it to you. I said, All right, fine. You fast forward a couple of years and, and when I say this, guys, I I know that I can stretch a story to Saran Wrap, (laughs) you know. (laughs) I mean, I I I know I'm 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 real prone to jerking on your leg a little bit every now and then. But this is the truth. You fast forward, and I have not rode a bucking horse since then. And now I'm in college. When a horse bucked, I don't know what happened. I just I I just kind of black out. You know, you you kind of feel the first little. And the next thing you know you're looking at you're spitting out dirt and you're wondering what's happening and everything like that and you just don't remember anything that's what happened when a horse bucked with me, and so I get on this horse and i i'm a I'm a grown man now I got my own ranch job. If they would have known how sorry I was at riding bucking horses, they wouldn't have asked me to go hire on that outfit. I am in the middle of South Texas in the big middle of the largest thorn patch you've ever seen in your life, and I am riding a black horse they call conejo. Now, conejo means rabbit in Spanish, and it was not because he was fast. And it was not because he had a flurry, fluffy, flurry, fluffy tail. There's your new word. Write it down, flurry, flurry, fluffy tail. Anyway, he didn't have that on his tail, but he could jump like a rabbit. They didn't tell me that. I thought it was because he was so sweet. So anyway, I'm riding out across. I'd saddle up that morning, and the overcast was just kind of hanging down, and it was a beautiful South Texas morning. Couldn't see the sun. Usually by 4.30 in the morning, it's a 400 degrees, but this morning it was, a, it was a nice 98 overcast. I had my denim jacket on because I was kind of cold. And we go to gather this pasture, and there's some day workers with us and everything, and I'm a young buck, and it's my first ranch job, full-time ranch job away from Dad. And I'm on Conejo, and I'm riding out across that pasture, and life is good. You know what I mean? Have you ever felt like that? You're just riding along, and for some reason, man, everything just makes sense. It feels great. I rubbed it in the other day. Me and Ty and, and uh, Jared were, were working for a fella south of Franktown, and my dad tried to call me. And so as the cattle were passing by, Fiona, she turned her head, and I took a picture with my phone, and it had her head and the cattle in it. And he left me a message that said, oh, I didn't need anything, just going to see what you were doing this morning. So I texted him with that picture, good morning. I cannot repeat what he texted me back. But I like to rub those days in, you know, those days when everything is just right, man everything lines up. There's not a care in the world. And sometimes you break forth into song when that happens. Sing praises to God. Except I wasn't singing praises. I was singing Toby Keith. Should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to rope and ride wearing my sick shooter.
0: I'll tell you what happened just a minute.
1: Today we're going to talk We're going to continue our Unleashed series of how to unleash God's promises on your life. God made tons of promises through the Bible. And we're just going to go over a few of them. And not to say that one is more important than the other. But we're going to pick out a few. We talk about how to unleash God's promise that He wants to answer your prayer. We talked about that two weeks ago. God wants to answer your prayer. Last week we talked about that God's got a plan for your life and how to unleash that plan on your life. And today, we're going to talk about another promise. And I think that this promise, it's kind of one of those deals, how do you say what is most important? You're like, number one is this, and number one is this, and number one is this. This is just another number one in a long list of number ones. But did you know that God wants you to be happy? Crap, I didn't know that. I've been miserable all this time, it didn't have to be. No, God wants you to be happy. I just, I, I want to throttle, you know, like go up with a hug, like, oh, you miserable Christian, you dumb Christian, and just hot shot them from behind. Eh, stupid, you ain't got to be miserable. God died so that you could have life and have it abundantly, and that's what John chapter 10, 10 says. John ten ten 10 says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come so that they may have life and have it overflowing. I have come so that they may have life and have it abundantly. If that is the case, why are we walking around so miserable all the time? We're going to talk about just that. Three things. The first thing that we have to understand about being happy is that we've got to live like it. Live. Life is not... How many of us truly live? Do you really feel like your life, that you are living it to the fullest, that there is nothing that you would change? That your life is so complete that you want to die. It's kind of like the,
0: anybody see Despicable Me?
1: It's so fluffy! Is that the way you look at your life? It's so fluffy! I doubt it. Some of you are frowning right now at me. Come on! Don't make me call you out. Are you really alive? Are you really living? Life is not about what you do. It's about what you do with it. Wow, great revelation. Life is not about what you do. It's about what you do with it. Jobs, houses, situations, people, these things will not make you happy. You cannot move to another house, and all of a sudden that's going to fix everything. You cannot get a new job, and all of a sudden that's going to fix everything. You cannot get rid of one situation and think that that's going to solve everything. Life is not about what you do, it's about what you do with it. What are you doing with your life? Take a chance. Man, most of us go through life playing it safe. Stop it. Quit it. I love Revelation chapter 12 where it says that Satan was defeated by the the blood of the Lamb and the power of the saints' testimony who did not fear death so much as to shrink away from it. But how many of us go through life just, Oh, I'm going to play it safe. I'm never going to take a chance on nothing. Man, we need a snowy man river kind of whatever life. (laughs) You know what I mean. A Snowy Man River kind of life. But too many times, people, you never take a chance in life. A lot of you have just been playing it safe, playing the odds, and wondering then why you're so unhappy and so miserable. Man, when you ride up to the edge of that cliff, God wants you to go straight over. Who cares what happens? See how it worked out for him. Don't watch the second one. Hate sequels. Should have just left well enough alone. But go over the edge. Crack your whip. Go where nobody else has gone before. Now we've gone from Snowy River to Star Trek. Be all you can be. Now we're... Welcome to Save the Cliché. Take a chance. Take a ride. Saddle up. Tow a stirrup. Throw your leg over the kennel. Pull your hat down tight. Let's go. Good grief. Quit wallowing in, in unhappiness and miserable. Go do something. Go live. It's what God commanded us to do. I have come that you might have life and have it abundantly. And yet we squander it. Take a chance. Take a ride. Take a peek. Take a vacation. Dare to live. Dare to be happy. I dare you. The first thing, if you want to be happy, you got to learn how to live, folks. Just live. The second thing you got to do, and some of you ain't mastered it. I've been watching you here all morning. you got to learn how to laugh. Laugh. Hee, hee. Ha, ha. You look like Gru out there. The kids know what I'm talking about. Did you know that I saw this statistic the other day that children laugh between 300 and 500 times a day? 300 to 500 times a day. Take a guess at how many times the average adult laughs. Less than 10. Unless you become like little children, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. How does that strike you? Laugh 300 to 500 times a day. You want to know how to enjoy life? Watch a little kid. Watch them, how they have fun with the boxes instead of the 99.95 toy that it came in. Aren't we dumb? I'm going to open up this year for Christmas. I'm going to open up a box shop. Save the toy. Just buy the box. That's what they want anyway. Remember those big ones that the refrigerators came in? You could have fun in those for 92 days. till you pushed it down the hill.
0: <laughs> yeah, we all did that.
1: Kids laugh 300 to 500 times a day, and the average adult laughs less than 10? Man, something's wrong, people. Something is wrong. Don't you just hate? And maybe hate's not the right word. I don't mean it in the, like, unbiblical sense. But who wants to be around somebody that's miserable and complaining and and just, ugh? Don't you want to be like, like, call and just pistol whip them sometimes? I don't like a surly person to be around. I don't like no surly bartenders. But you know what I mean? Just being around somebody that's just... Man, we may love them, but it's like, look, dude, I want to love you, but I want to love you over here. You stay over there. Because you you're complaining and your miserableness is rubbing off on me, like having some dookie on my elbow or something. I don't like it. Did you know that? That's why I'm not a mechanic. I can have horse dookie in my mouth, and it don't bother me half as much as having a little bit of grease right here on my finger. I'm like, ooh, get it off. Get it off. That's why I call Gary. Gary can put gas in the lawnmower. Like it's icky. Help pull a calf, but don't like grease. Uh uh-uh. uh. But isn't that how we? God, do we really want to be around people that are like that? Not like me. I'm talking about miserable people. Really? Come on, man. Let's be happy. Let's live life. Let's laugh. Let's make it a goal. We're gonna laugh 500 times a day. Now I know some of you go walk around like ha 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 ha. That's not what I'm talking about. That's dumb. I mean, if we have to, we'll get Jared in a fanny pack. He loves God. He'll do it. <laughs> I may need y'all to come get me afterwards. It'd be, but it's me. <laughs> laugh. Come on, man. Seriously. Man, life stinks sometimes. Laugh when you can. Take every opportunity that you can to laugh. There's nothing better for your soul than a belly laugh. When was the last time that you laughed so hard you peed a little? You know what I mean? And if you ain't done that in a while, something's wrong. I mean, seriously. And it's okay if it happens. Just a little bit ain't going to bother nobody. Did you know the other day I had one of those? It was more than a little, though. I'm sitting downstairs preparing a sermon, and I hear my wife who's in the office with my son, I hear her go, Griffin, what are you doing? She goes, you do not put a booger in the Scentsy warmer. He said, I wanted to see if it would melt. I peed a little. It was awesome. It's still there. Boogers is tough now. I'm telling you. <clears throat> we need to laugh, man. It's time to laugh, folks. It's time to live. It's time to unleash God's promises on our lives. Could be immeasurable. miserable. It's not how God made you to be. That's why it hurts so bad. And the last thing, live, laugh, and you know what the third one is. Give me a horse trailer. <laughs> not really. It is love. It is love. C stands for love. You know who's here last week? Let me ask you a few questions. Don't answer it even if you know the answer. What would this world be like if we loved each other instead of complain all the time about each other? What would this world be like? What would this world be like if we loved each other instead of talked about each other huh what would this world be like if we loved our enemies instead of trying to get back at them or wishing them harm or talking smack about them down at the feed store what would this world be like if we loved each other instead of holding grudges instead of harboring hate what would this world be like they could be a lot better live laugh love so how do we do it you know i'm real big on this part oh that's all good and well preacher man we laughed we're trying to live a little this morning man we're loving on each other But how do we do that in everyday life? What about sometimes besides Sunday morning? How do we do it? Well, I think three Bible verses tell us how. And the first one we've already talked about, John 10, 10. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. (coughs) Excuse me. But here's the deal. Think about that. And I want you to pick one word that is most important out of what I'm fixing to say. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Don't answer, but think about it. What is the most important word in that verse? To me, have. You already have it. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. Jesus said that he is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes before the Father. If you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you're miserable, something either isn't right or something needs to change. Think about that. God said, let your light shine bright, but when you're miserable and unhappy and rah and griping and gossiping and talking smack and rah-rah rah, it just snuffs that light out. How many times have you heard me say, Ain't nobody ever come to know Jesus Christ because a Christian was moaning and complaining and griping about other Christians? They don't do it right, you know, rawr, 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 disputable matters and blah, blah, blah. You can't be that. Man, be happy. Live life. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I've come that they may have life and have it to the full. You don't find it. You don't borrow it. You don't use it. You don't lose it. You don't rent it. You have it. You have happiness if you have Jesus Christ. Why? Because he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. If you have Jesus, then you have life. Psalm 2-4. That's a big 2-4. Is that how that goes? Or is it 10-4? I like 2-4. How about we go this, Psalm 2 by 4. And this will really get you, especially if you're one of these measurable cusses. Psalm 2 by 4. From the throne, from the throne in heaven, the Lord laughs. Wow. From the throne in heaven, the Lord laughs. God is good. God is ultimate love. He wants us to be happy. From the throne in heaven, the Lord laughs. It's not just laughing, it's finding the joy in life. Surround yourself with people that like to laugh. Have you ever known that? I mean, me and me and Ty and Jared riding across the pasture a couple of days ago, I think we laughed about 500 times because it was fun. We were taking interviews from all the heifers that wanted to be roped that day. You know what? There was a bunch of them that wanted to be roped. Nearly every single one we interviewed wanted to be roped. It was amazing. I didn't know cattle were that, you know, wanted to participate that much, but they did. Surround yourself with people that like to laugh. Folks, if you're not laughing and having fun, why are you doing it? Seriously. Surround yourself with people that like to laugh, not people that like to gossip, complain, ridicule, argue, or in general have that surly disposition we talked about a while ago. Enjoy life. Smile. Smile. It really freaks people out if you walk into work and you just smile at everybody. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Hey. Just walk off. It, It bugs them real bad. Do it, man. Have fun. Live life. Laugh. But you know what? It kind of takes practice. You know, everybody, if I hear one thing about Save the Cowboy, they're like, I love the stories. Well, except for that one lady. That one lady, she said, leave my stories of the rodeo at home and just preach the gospel. I'm not going to tell you what my wife told her back. But you know what? My stories are no different than yours. I've just learned how to find the joy in them. Even the ones where you get bucked off. Even the ones where you get stomped. They may not be funny now to you, but your buddy will be laughing. <laughs> it's why God made us friends. And if you're surrounding yourself with people that will not laugh at you, you probably don't need to be hanging around them. Live, laugh, love. You're living the greatest story ever. And it's filled with joy. Find it. Find it. It takes practice. And love, Ephesians 2.10. Ephesians 2:10 says, "For we are Christ, or we are His workmanship, we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You were made by God. You were made by God. He loved you enough that He crafted you just the way you are, so that you may live so that you may laugh, so that you may love. And the worst thing in the world is for us to deny that goodness. And criticize ourselves. Do you love yourself? Or have you bought in to the media, to the hype, to the advertising, telling you that if you want to be beautiful, you have to look like this? Bullcrap. God did a great job. Start loving yourself. You can't love nobody until you love yourself. And I ain't talking about in a prideful type way. I'm talking about respect yourself. Courage. Honesty. Respect. That doesn't mean just for other people. Do it for yourself, too. I guarantee you a lot of this world would be better off if we learned to have a little self respect and people wouldn't treat us the way that they treat us. Love yourself. God loves you. He loved you enough that he let his boy be killed for you. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Before we love others, we must love ourselves. Love everyone, not just those that are good to you. Luke six thirty two. If you want to get uh, if you want to get a spiritual wedgie, here's one right here. <clears throat> get ready. Take a deep breath. 632. This is red letter stuff right here. Jesus is saying this. If you love only those who love you, why should you get credit for it? Even sinners love those who love
0: them. (laughs) Hang on a second. got that breath knocked out of me.
1: Think about that. If you love only those who love you, why should you get credit for it? Jesus said that. If you love only those who love you, why should you get credit for it? Even the sinners love those who love them. What separates you?
0: Hey, listen up. I know God was really talking to you today. If you'd like to hear the whole story, get online and get it at www.savethecowboy.com. There you will find all you need to get where Jesus wants you to be, no matter how long or little you've been riding with him. You ought to know by now that I ain't going to jerk your leg. Okay. (laughs) Maybe just a little bit. But this one ain't no story. This here's the truth. We need you to saddle up with us and keep this gospel being spread to cowboys and cowgirls like you. I'm asking you to go to SaveTheCowboy.com and make a donation to help us out. This program was brought to you in part by my good friends Jim and Kelly Gerald of Integrity Auto Repair and Rod and Brenda Denning of Tumbleweed Hay and Holly, both from Kiowa, Colorado.